like me, Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, Broncos country? Welcome to the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. As Tanner and I are going to sit down here and break down the Broncos win over the Carolina Panthers. The Broncos extend their record over the Panthers 6-1 to one, uh, on the road. Early time slot, which is always notorious for bringing the Broncos some troubles that day. Today was not that case. And so a lot of good news. We're glad to be here. We're glad you're listening. If you can, if you're not driving or anything, grab that drink, kick back, relax. And uh, we're, like, like I said, glad you're here and glad we're talking about good news. So welcome again to the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Tanner Lee here with Kev Dan, the godfather of Orange Weekly, back with another episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Exciting one we got in store this week, Kev. Oh, man. Uh, for a while there at the end of the game, I was starting to, you know – get worried there. And I was like, maybe this post game isn't going to be all happy news. I was right and then there with, yeah, I have, I had bad images. I'm like, those two yep. best PATs are going to come back to bite us. Yep. We are so injured on the deep, on the back end of our defense. Like, yeah, I just kept, cause you know, we, so many times this team, the last five years has been in that position where they just need one first down or just need a few good plays. And they just can't close yeah. teams out when they've dominated the whole game. Thankfully today, they did just enough to close it out because this was one of those games where we dominated. And if we yeah. would have came out on the losing side, would have really stunned. I mean, you're already hearing people call for people, you know, coaches' heads and players' heads and stuff. And uh, hopefully this will quiet them down for a little bit at least. Um, were some interesting defensive tactics in the second half there, fourth quarter, I want to get your take on. But, yeah, um, came out. The offensive moved, you know, offense moved very well early on. Uh, we held Carolina to the you know a three and out right off the bat, which I think they said that was only the 11th time they've had yeah, a three that was, at all. That was a rising step. So I mean, to get the ball rolling on that uh, on that note was just uh, fantastic. Do you think the Broncos score on their first drive, score a touchdown sometime within the next last three games? <sighs> I don't know. Um, well, we got uh, the Bills next week. After that, I can't remember. Chargers and Raiders. Chargers and Raiders. I think we could against the Chargers. I would love even to, the Raiders. I would love to snap that streak because I hate that every week they flash it up how we're tied with the Cowboys for the longest another. streak. It's like 15 games now yeah. that we haven't scored a touchdown on our opening drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sure would be nice just to get that broken. Well, talking about uh, um, streaks and ending streaks, uh, Drew Locke, went through his first full game without any interceptions. He did. So he did. Nobody was really talking about that. It was after the game and I was like, wait, you know, he didn't throw any no one's like praising him for finally going through a game, you know. I was like, that's a good streak to break. <laughs> he was also the fourth quarterback in franchise history to throw for over 250 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions and 75% completion percentage in a game. Craig Morton did it once, John Elway did it once, Peyton Manning did it four times. Well, I'm surprised Peyton Manning only did it four times. <laughs> I was surprised Elway only did it once. but Right, exactly. Um, like four, yeah. you, Did you mean 4D times? Because that would make more sense. Yeah, you 14. would think. But, uh, I mean, man, that's a good a good company to be in. Um, yeah. Great day for Drew overall. I mean, I yeah. guess we can get right into it. I mean, this yeah, was yeah. definitely his best performance of the season. 
Um, probably second best of his career. I would put up. I'd put at Houston a little bit above this from last year, but mm-hmm. that's taking that's not taking anything away from today's performance. No, not at all. And this is he was loose the entire game. He was taking he was being smart with the football. I can't remember. Maybe there was one time where it was like, holy crap, that could have been intercepted. Um, but it, it wasn't like, you know, the Panthers defense was dropping balls left and right, you know, just not being able to get that uh-huh. pick. Right. No, Drew Lock was being pretty smart with the ball all day long. A couple of times, you know, that piecemeal offensive line we had, you know, they, they got through and obviously there was that fumble. Right. Um, no, no, no fault of his own. No fault of his own. I was glad he um, got up. Yeah, exactly. I was like, holy crap, here we go again, right? Um, but yeah, so it was good to see that uh, he was he was being smart with the football. Um, when he got under pressure, you know, he moved around well. He uh, found the open player. I mean, there was one dime to Jerry Judy. I mean, he was all sorts of covered up, and Drew Locke put that ball right in the middle of his chest, right? I mean, this was an incredible game, incredible game for Drew Locke. And I would say he took four or five steps forward. Um, now the thing is we can, we've seen him do these kind of have these kind of performances, right? But not multiple games in a row. And so what are we going to see the last three games of the season uh, after we saw today? Correct. Um, that, that's, I mean, he did take a big step forward, if not two steps forward today. Three games left. Let's see if he can mirror this uh, performance. Next week's going to be tough. Of course, the Bills are a whole d- different monster on defense than the Panthers. I think we all understand that. The Bills are going to be one of the best teams we've played. Probably the be- the best team we've played all year outside of Kansas City, I would say. Maybe New Orleans. Steelers? I, I forgot we played Steelers week two. Yeah, they're up there too. So, um, yeah, they're, they're right there with, with a lot of those teams. Yeah. So it's going to be a big, uh, big task to take on. But, hey um, – I want to see what he can do. I mean, if he can get through another week with no turnovers, that's going to be a huge step. He's mm-hmm. now even with 13 touchdowns and 13 picks on the year. Um, and like you said, he was so smart with the ball today. He actually used his check downs. He was yeah. patient. I thought Shermer called a pretty good game. He gave him a lot of easy, quick throws, used the screens really well. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we been doing this all year? Why did it take all year until the last two weeks to start throwing some screens and some easy throws to get them into the rhythm. That's what I'm thinking, but no, yeah. I guess better, better late than never. hundred percent. You know, the, the play calling doesn't have to be dynamic. Like we, we saw, you know, that, that 31 yard bomb down to, to Jerry Judy. I can't remember what the KJ Hamler touchdown pass, how long that 49 yards or something like that. Yeah, two of them. I um, got two for 86 yards. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they were giving him the option to throw down, but the use of the tight ends as well. I, it, it was a, a sin that we didn't use Noah Fant at all in the second half against Kansas City last week, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we completely ignored him. Mm-hmm. And this week, you know, once, once he went out with the uh, illness, and mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting, and hopefully it's just a bug, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we were using our tight ends. And it's like, okay, so we can we see here what we do when we stick to the run game. We use our tight ends. We use you know that those bootlegs and the screens. All of these are very simple concepts. And look how well this team can put it together, even though they're banged up the way they are. So why are we not doing this over and over again? You know, a hundred percent. I mean, it was nice getting Nick Vanette and Troy Fumagalli in there to use, and it. it you know, you see this performance on the offense today and all these guys getting balls and all these guys getting getting some action. And it's like, it's hard not to get excited about next year already with yeah. Cortland Sutton coming back. And then you got Jerry Judy, who is having a good year, but maybe not as good as a lot of us expected. But I think mm-hmm. the absence of Cortland Sutton has drawn more attention to Jerry Judy. Exactly. So you got KJ Hamler, who's really coming on the last few weeks. Um, hopefully, Tim Patrick gets re-signed because – I think we can all agree he's one of the more underrated underrated wide receivers in the league. Still got Deshaun Hamilton, who's not a bad fifth, fifth option by any means. And then you throw in Fant, Alberto. Hopefully he's healthy next week or next year. Nick Van- mm-hmm. Vanette. It's pretty exciting. So I yeah. mean, I'm, we're not trying to get too ahead of ourselves here, but it's it's hard not to. You know, I just I just feel like so many analysts and fans outside of Broncos country forget about Cortland Sutton, and it just bugs me right. really bad. Yeah, I mean, he's been out of the picture so long this year that it, you know, it's it's easy to just kind of put those players out of your mind. I mean, even Von Miller, you know, it's you're looking at a game and 
um, at this point, it, it's not that you don't miss him. You just don't realize you're, it, he's just not there. Right. And That's you're used to it at this yeah. point. Him and so, Kelsey, Casey both, but it, yeah. it's hard to watch the Broncos uh, play the Panthers and not mm. think of Von Miller right away. Oh so. yeah, exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So again, like you said, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. but yeah, Jerry Judy is covered up all the time because he is our number one threat. Of yes. course, they're going to be putting, you know, double coverage on him mm-hmm. all game long and not giving him any options. Today, we found a way to get him open right a couple times there, but in the one case, he wasn't open at all. And we, Drew Locke was able to get, get him that completion, right? So we have the weapons uh, and we're young and we're inexperienced, but you go into this next year, I, I, I know people are calling for coaches to get fired and stuff, but you got to look beyond yeah. this game. You got to look beyond that loss. You got to look beyond this season, you yep. know, and there yep. is so much promise here that it's, it, it, it should excite everybody. You know, I saw a good tweet today on Twitter and I retweeted it, it was from a former Bronco player, Eddie Royal, who I think a lot of us. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said, uh, give these boys some time. Let them grow together. Broncos fans, let's be patient. It will be worth the wait. Boom. 100%. Boom. Which is my catchphrase, if you guys uh, didn't know that. It's now my my catchphrase here. So I'm going to make sure I say it as often as possible. Please do. Yes. When, uh, Get some t-shirts here. <laughs> um, Send one to Ayla right away. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, going back to Jerry Judy real quick before I forget. Yeah. yeah. We, we also are all of a sudden doing a good job of using him as a decoy. Yeah. He, he sprang. He made it, he made it uh, possible for KJ Hamler to get open on that second touchdown today. He went over mm-hmm. the, over the middle. Drew Locke was saying a post game. He knew the safety was being really aggressive, trying to cut those underneath crossing routes off. So he came down once he saw Judy go across the middle and that gave Hamler the go route wide open. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm liking how we, we're getting a little design going. It seems mm-hmm. like with, with some of these deep shots. So yeah, um, exactly. But no, I was, I mean, I didn't have too many complaints on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I thought the offensive line played pretty well for just being thrown together with, you know, Garrett Bowles being out mm-hmm. with the illness, um, mm-hmm. which <laughs> before the game, I told my dad, yeah, Garrett Bowles isn't playing. That makes me extremely nervous. I said, that was a sentence I didn't see myself saying coming into the season. No, I said that in the pregame too. I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm I'm unhappy that Garrett yeah. Bowles isn't playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, things if they're, if, if they're like, you know, I bet you that you will be saying these kinds of phrases next year. I'd be like, there's yeah. no way. I, I I put money down on that. I won't at all yeah, ever who, say who, that. Who had that know? on their bingo card going? Yeah. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody. But and I'm if you did, then you're insane. I'm glad he's proved us all wrong. And yeah, uh, yeah. But I thought they played well. I thought it was an interesting stat that the offensive line as a whole's only given up two sacks in the last four games. Credit mm-hmm. to them, credit to Mike Munchak. Um, he's yeah. doing a great job developing these guys. But the only thing on offense, or one of the things I should say, that stuck out to me that I wish got going more. I wish Philip Lindsay could have got going more. You know, he you, just, you beat me to it. Get it going. Well, I didn't like how they're utilizing him. Yeah, he is not when you have a guy like Melvin Gordon who is built to run up the middle. Philip Lindsay, I, I know he has a speed and and he can get through sometimes, but he is not made to run up the middle. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I, I have the utmost respect for the guy. I absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. We've got to find a way to keep him as a Bronco, right? Um, but you're you're just they're just not being smart. Either they're not using him at all during a game, or when they do use him, it, it's in ways that doesn't make sense. Like you have a guy now that you can use purely for running up the gut, you know. And now you have Philip Lindsay that doesn't have to be the run up, run up the gut guy. You can get really creative with him. You can, you know, use him in screens or those outside passes or something, right? Get him running to the outside, but you're not really doing that. And so that's kind of my gripe is, you know, okay, today I'm, I'm glad that they utilized him, right? Like he's not sitting on the sideline the entire game pretty much, but it just makes me shake my head. Like, why are we having him run up the middle? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, um, and and I think um, they're going to have to start using them all over the place because, unfortunately, I think that's probably going to be the last we see of Melvin Gordon this year. Maybe one more game, um, depending on his court situation. He goes to court tomorrow for DUI. Kareem Jackson, that happened to last year, and he was out the last two or three games. I don't remember how many. So I think it's it's common, um, unfortunately, because he's just starting to really – 
come to his own within mm-hmm. the offense. Yeah. Um, but Royce Freeman's also not a bad backup to have. No. He's pretty darn good for a third string guy. <laughs> He's so, really darn good for a third yeah, string yeah. guy. So, he's pretty uh, much a good just RB2, you know? He is. He is. I mean, he he's a guy that kind of got lost in the mix, but when he had some chances to get some carries a few weeks ago when uh, Melvin was having a fumbling issue and, and Phillip was out with injury, he, he took advantage of it. So yeah. so we'll see uh, what becomes of the run game in the next few weeks. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we get Glasgow and Bulls back next week and yeah. um, go no from there. Fan. Yeah. Fan no fan, yeah. Yeah, um, fan and Bulls are both staying the night in Charlotte tonight. Even though they've been tested negative for right, COVID, right. they're going to get tested tomorrow because it is a stomach issue, and that's one symptom that can develop through COVID. So, yeah. but speculation on the post game on uh, 850 KOA was it's food poisoning from the hotel last night. No, and that's yeah. food poisoning. I've been there. Yeah, just <laughs> terrible. Nothing good about it. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder. I'm surprised Noah fan even likes tried to start the game. Oh yeah, that's, that's, what it was. that's holy that's, crap. That's gutsy to even try to play. No. So. That's about the last thing I want to do with food poisonings and run around and, and then get hit and tackled. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It just made me sick. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, those are those are some big names, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's honestly not surprising, but it's really good to see. If you want to see the impact Mike Munchak has on an offensive line, today is that example. You have this piecemealed offensive line with, you know, a ton of rookies, people that haven't played in forever, um, you know, second, third string players. And we held up that well against uh, mm-hmm. the Panthers rush. I mean, there are still sometimes they got through, right. But, but they held their own. They weren't drawing penalties and all this. That's, that's a Mike Munchak offensive line. That's what he can do with these guys in very limited time. Uh, and you see what he did with, you know, uh, um, everybody else that's out there, like Cushionberry is going to come around, you know, give him this off season. Um, but yeah, Garrett Bowles alone is just a testimony to, you know, yeah, he had to get over his own issues, but you see what he's doing now. And that's a huge part of that is thanks to Mike Munchak. And so this is, this is a guy that, I mean, we got so lucky having him, um, or being able to get him that having him is having a huge impact for us, uh, on the positive side. Yeah. I hope he doesn't go anywhere anytime soon because, Mm -hmm. And he's developing these guys. I mean, we've seen multiple linemen play multiple positions across the line, whether yep. guard or tackle. That's that's saying something. And then also not once again not getting too far ahead of ourselves. But I'm interested to see what he can do with Juwan James next year. Even though Juwan's when he plays and is healthy, at least in mm-hmm. Miami, he was a pretty good player. We just haven't seen it. We've seen a game and a half in yeah. two years out of him. So very frustrating. But um it would be nice to get him back in the mix uh, as long as he's fully committed and healthy next year. That's the thing. Healthy and fully committed. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to throw shade at him or anything. I'm not but either. I just, no, no, no. I, it's just uh, – it's beyond frustrating. You get yeah. that kind of big deal signing and, you, you know, you, there's so, ex- much, so much excitement around him. And now with Garrett Bowles pretty much solidifying the left side, yeah. we're like, okay, well, we should have, you know, Juwan James on the right side. And, you know, we have a really strong offensive line. But we just don't have that, you know. <laughs> it's like we have the keys, missing not available. Yeah, because yeah. this this line's getting really close to being a good line for many years to come. I think with the age, mm-hmm. age it has on there is just, just about one more piece there I need to figure out. Yeah, so. yeah. But that's so it's it's exciting for the future, and it's like mm-hmm. wait, the Broncos are going to have a good offensive line. What what, what next? Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that that Garrett Bowles is going to become a great player and that the Broncos are going to have a solid offensive line here soon? What? Oh, yeah, let me guess. Next you're going to say that we're going to be able to cover tight ends? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> now, now, that, that one's the one I got to I gotta believe. I've been waiting a decade for that. It just never happened, so. well, I got the first two ones I would have never believed, at least yeah, going into this point. year. Yeah, so you're saying, yeah, you're saying there's a chance. I'm starting to fix some of those problems, and uh, yep. that's the next big one, really. I think that's like the last one the Bronco fans are ever going to see. It's like oh, everything yeah. else is going to get checked off, and then finally, that <laughs> one's going to get checked off. <laughs> yeah, man. Now it was it was really impressive to see the way they played today. Um, sure yeah, people are going to say, yeah, well, they're four and eight, you know, team, and if, you know, they suck too. Care. And no, it's still an NFL team, you know. It's an NFL road win. Yeah. So those are hard to come by and yep. everybody's got injuries. Everybody's got COVID things. They're going through it. Mm-hmm. You take the wins as you can get them, especially this year. Yeah. And it's not like the Panthers are the jets, you know, exactly. He said it was their fifth game this, you know, either in a row or this season where it's been cited by 
Uh, I think that's what they said, you know, within yep. a, a single score close to that, you know, so they're not, they're kind of like us, like they're, they're close to winning these games. So going yep. out there and you, I don't care what the record is one, they're an NFL team Two, They were home with fans um, and they were trying to prove something too. Like they don't want to go four and nine with, you know, no. so they were going out there and that's a tough team. I don't care who you, what, who you are. Their coaching staff is inexperienced when it comes to the NFL. Cause a lot of them are, have uh, Matt Rule, he was a college coach. Joe Brady, mm-hmm. they're off scoring at college. So they got a few others. So they're learning as the season's going on, too. That's a team I'm glad the Broncos only face once every four years because yeah. they're going to get better within the next few years. Oh, yeah. And and I think we'll be in that same conversation. Right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> their head coach, though, kind of humorous. Oh, um, man. He's something else. He's, uh, yeah. It's like, I know you're yelling, dude, but do you need to really spit that much when you're yelling? Like, that's a lot of... Especially right now. Yeah, uh, right now. And it's like, that's that's got some velocity behind it. Like, I don't know. If you need to be six feet away, you probably need to be more like 10 feet away to avoid that that spittle. Like, dude, if you're going to yell and you do that, put your mask on or something. Or just don't spit when you yell. And I don't know. He was all over, like, off the sidelines and everyone's like, dude... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a character, a little bit, yeah. It reminds me of uh, you know, Coach uh, McVay down there in um, uh, where was he? The the Rams. Oh, uh, right. He had a dedicated person that uh, would hold him by his belt loop to make yep. sure he pulls him back to the sideline. I'm like, dude, maybe you need one of those guys. <laughs> oh, jeez, sorry, yeah. it was humorous. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these coaches, it's humorous to watch them this year, like trying to fiddle with their mask or, or their face shield or whatever it is. And, and, and but but you you see the ones you know, some have who have gotten fined once or even twice. They're not letting their mask go off their face at all. Like no. it's 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 hurt their wallet a little bit. So they're like, yeah. okay, we yeah, we gotta we gotta mm-hmm. abide by this. I'm just ready for all that crap to go away. I know it. I know it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, just a couple more weeks of yeah, you know, and then next year's NFL season's hopefully back to exactly yeah, back to normal on the the health side and just get rid of all that other weirdness. Fans and fans game, back really, yep. Exactly, yep. exactly. So, holy crap! But uh, yeah, no, I mean, when it comes to the offense, like other than the way they utilize Philip Lindsay mm-hmm. and. You know what worries more than like losing the running game part of Melvin Gordon is his blocking. Yes. Like, holy crap. If you guys aren't watching how Melvin Gordon blocks, you need to because he is killer when it comes to making yep. some of these blocks, you know. Oh my gosh, we're gonna miss that. I mean, big time if he yep. goes out. Yep, he knows the assignments, he's got the experience. Um, that's what makes him a good overall back. I mean I'm not saying Philip and Royce can't block, but they can't no. block to that that caliber of Melvin Gordon. Not not many not many backs can block to Melvin Gordon's caliber. So mm-hmm. that's a good point you brought up. Didn't yeah. even really think about that. So I mean, other than the other than those couple things, like yeah, I have nothing bad to say about the offense today. It was it was fun to watch. There were was. I think it was one of the drives we got saved a couple times by some penalties yep. that pass interference. And it was pass interference, but we got lucky there. Uh, and then there's a roughing uh, the passer one time on third down roughing the passer. Yeah. The one where it was like on the two yard line and we almost didn't get that touchdown and they called the penalty or what. So, I mean, there were, mm-hmm. there were a couple times where at, on that one drive, especially where we kind of got lucky. Um, but uh, Hey, it we'll worked. take it. We still put up 32 points on the board. Yep. Uh, and it should have been crap. more. Um, special teams today. Uh, yeah, here we go. Let's let's get into this one. Yeah, um, we have the good and the bad of special teams today. So, so at least there's some good for once. Oh, oh yeah. And when it comes to the special teams, though, the good and the bad flipped, reversed. Yeah. 180 from what it yeah. normally is where we're, you know, all season McManus is the special teams and everyone else is just kind of, you know, out there doing nothing uh today it was in what an 85 or so yard punt return yep first time we've had one of those in five years yep omar Um, bolden back against the colts in 2015 was the last punt return touchdown until uh spencer got one today and you know a few times this year he's been kind of close and then then he would get tripped up and this was the first he's been active in uh, the last two weeks because he was on the covid list yeah so that was nice that got the momentum going early um 
But then right after that, McManus hooks a PAT, and that would be one of two he hooked on the day. And yeah. he's been so consistent all year, and all of a sudden that's the first time in his career he's missed multiple PATs in a season. Um, hopefully it was just a bad day. Hopefully it doesn't strain into things within the next few weeks. I don't think it will. He kind of made fun of himself after the I was, game. I was so just going to bring that up. <laughs> Brandon McManus sucked today. Like, was like, oh. Well, then he replies to it. Yeah, he, he posts he posts that mm-hmm. and then replies to it. Oh, I, oops, I thought that was my burner account. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, so dude, I, at least you can laugh at yourself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's fun. Um, and, you know, I'm not a kicker. You know, uh, of course, I've never um, acted like I'm a kicker or anything. Right. But I got to think when – kickers are missing it's kind of similar to when a golfer because i do play a lot of golf that's why i'm mm-hmm. making this analogy when a golfer just can't find their tee shot when they're missing it left on one hole right on the other and then you get in your head and mm-hmm. you're thinking too much you're thinking yeah. how can i fix this you're thinking about mechanics i'm guessing that's what happens to a kicker when they're missing kind of chip shots like that but uh yeah. he's one of the best in the game for a reason i think he'll bounce back next week oh. now if we're revisiting this next week then maybe we got a concerning problem looming a little larger. Well, you know he's going to do probably two to 300 of those over the course of this next week. You know, he he's going to be doing them over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and just get back in the flow, get out of his own head. Um, yeah, I, he's not going to be a problem. You know, he's been so clutch for so long. And look, people have bad days. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of times people, you know, fans forget that there's actually a person under that helmet. Yep. You know, and they have feelings and, uh, you know, they get, uh, they get hurt, they get uh, upset, they have bad days. And yep. I think that's just, you know, Brandon, uh, BMAC today had a bad day. And, I mean, the Jets uh, kicker missed three field goals in the first half today at Seattle. Dan Bailey for the Vikings missed three field goals and an extra point today against Tampa Bay. So there's a lot weird. of kickers struggling today for some reason. And, it was just a weird day. Yeah, it was. It was for kickers. Story of 2020, right? Yeah. But uh, so he's not alone and he'll be fine. But also on special teams, there's one play I don't think that's getting enough credit or attention that it deserves. And I thought it was one of the best plays for the Broncos all day. That was the last punt by Sam Martin today. He boomed that punt. And then there was also a penalty. Yeah. That flipped the field like 80 yards. Mm-hmm. That was humongous. Because if he oh, hits yeah. a bad punt there and Carolina gets it like at the 45 or the 50, it could be, we could be sitting here talking about a loss. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember watching the, uh, the catcher there just backpedal. Yeah. You he know, killed he, that ball. he, uh, he did. In fact, that'd be a good one to go back and, and just watch again mm-hmm. because uh, he fully expected to be catching that punt at about the 40 yard line or yep. so. And he just kept moving backwards, yep. you know, almost 10 yards right there, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that was, and I, he had, he had a pretty good day, you he know, did. keeping out of bounds and stuff, which I can fully respect. Yeah. Um, but that one, holy crap. If that's not the best punt of his career, it's gotta be up there. Yeah, he's had a pretty solid year, I think. Mostly, yeah. I, I would have to go back and look at the stat, his stats more closely, but uh, just from my eyeballs, I think he has. But today, I thought he, he definitely punted the ball well. And then that last punt, like, like you said, right when he hit, I'm like, oh, he got hold that one. Like, And that's clutch because, once again, I'm not a kicker. I'm not a punter. I'm guessing that's a tough situation for a punter to be in because that's pressure-packed, knowing <laughs> that that's probably as pressure-packed as a situation for a punter mm-hmm. when it's late in the game and you know you got to hit one good, so – um, you can flip the field for your defense. Yeah, no, that was that was killer. And so, yeah, we're sitting here saying a lot of good things about special teams. It's nice. Not, I hope not, it continues. Yeah, and and not good things about Brandon McManus, which again, uh, I wouldn't have expected to be the storyline today. You know, yep. nope. Um, I mean, this is the first time we've said anything bad about him all year. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad about him other than just he had a bad day. Like, look, he had a bad day. Freaking happens. We won. Forget about it. Move on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, hey, again, special teams have shown that they can do it. So, again, like there's – you're starting to see, well, if you guys can do this, why don't you do it at least half of the time, you know? Yeah, where's the consistency? Like, where's the consistency, mm-hmm. right? So, I still think that uh, uh, special teams coach gets canned on Black oh, Monday. I still, I still think he does too. Yeah. yeah. First thing in the morning, Black Monday comes around, head coach is getting fired, and, and his name is one of the first to fly out as you yeah. know, someone being gone. So I think so too. I think um I don't I, I can't think of any other staff moves off the top of my head. There'll probably be a few more, but he's oh, yeah. gonna be the main one. I, if I had a guess right now. Mm-hmm. I like to bring in a, a different or maybe just um find a way to get a better 
like quarterback coach or yeah. you know um, coordinator. Not to say that whoever it is right now, I can't. Shula. Yeah, Shula. Yeah, it's not that he's doing bad. I think Drew Lock could benefit from getting somebody else in there. That uh, you know, we're finding a way to really specialize during the offseason, uh, working on his footwork and some of his own mechanics, right? Um, but. Yeah, I will know. say this is Shula's first year. He came in with Shermer, so they true. might want that's to keep true. that connection for no, another year, but we'll see. Something told I thought he was there for two years, but yeah, he, he yeah. just joined Never this mind. year. Yep. Never mind. I well, can't remember uh, who the old QB coach was. Like that bugs me. I can't remember. <laughs> or whoever it was. No, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody. I was thinking of our, of our linebacker coach now. That's the defense coordinator uh, yeah. with the Rams. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I I can't think of many other moves. I'm sure, like you said, there sure there will be some here in a few weeks. But um, e- either way, the special teams has been so just uh, abysmal this multiple years in a row now that it's like you got to change something. And um, let, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, they yeah, gave us twenty seven. Interesting. They gave up twenty seven points. Um, it was kind of a tale of two halves, really. But it was. I still am impressed how Vic can get these guys to consistently play mm-hmm. for the most part pretty well every week, especially with how injured they are. Yeah. 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 And Duke Dawson, I'm mm. definitely an ACL uh, mm-hmm. pair there and God, I hope him wish him the best. And God, that's just, you just see that play, you know, and how those guys just go down. Like, they're not even doing, they're not doing any like major juke or no. they're not jumping up high in the air or it's not like somebody's hitting them in, in an awkward way on the knee. They're just moving along. Uh, and he wasn't even moving fast or anything and nope. he just goes down and it's just so it's gotta be so heartbreaking, you know? It, yeah, Cause I mean, just one small wrong plant and boom, there goes her knee. And then, then you're sitting there cause probably know right away what it is. I'm guessing you're oh. thinking, well, here goes not only am I done for the season, here comes the rehab, here comes all this. Like the next nine months could be a grind. Yeah. And that just gotta be mentally exhausting knowing, yep. well, tomorrow starts the process. Like, exactly. So either way, I mean, that's yeah, more than it hurts the team. I just feel bad for those guys. Absolutely. It's been such a problem this year. So, but you're right. I mean, the way uh Coach Fangio is pulling these guys together and the way we're so banged up and, and the list of people that we are missing is just so extensive. And yet our defense is still, uh, it'll be interesting to see where we fall this week, but going into this week, the, the number two ranked defense in the league. And, and for anybody out there listening, and, and if you are one of those people that says, well, we just need to get an offensive minded head coach and move Fangio to the defensive coordinator that will never happen. So it, it just, I got to bring it up because it keeps coming up on all our no, live it shows. Won't, it won't, it won't happen. Happening. And for one, a head coach would never take a demotion like that and stay within the organization. They right. want to be a head coach for a reason. Yeah. And if, if somebody approached him, Hey, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give your job to somebody else, but we want you to stay on. But take a demotion and, and, and run the defense. They're gonna be like, um, screw you. I'm going somewhere else where they're gonna actually get to want me. So yeah. Or if, if you offer a head coaching job to somebody, say, hey, we want you to be our our head coach. We just need you to accept. You know this. Uh, you know, Coach Fangio is the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. No, this is my my team, my coaching staff. I'm gonna pick who I want to pick. You exactly. Know? They're it's not kind of like. When we hired Fangio, at least the rumor was they kind of said, "Hey, um, Gary Kubiak's gonna be your offense coordinator." And he mm. goes, mm, "It's not really what I want." And I, yeah. he wanted Rich Gangrillo, and then, then all of a sudden it was like that was a weird, that was weird how that all went down. And all, then Kubiak goes to Minnesota, so right. that was really strange because I thought it was gonna be strange, even though I liked the idea, you know, with just the Broncos history and everything. I mm-hmm. like Kubiak, but I'm like, this is weird. We're bringing in the guy who won us Super Bowl Fifty. Was head coach just a couple of years ago. Now he's going to be the offensive coordinator with this brand new head coach. I'm like, eh, I don't know how this is going to mix. Like, yeah. So I, I'm exactly glad right. Yeah. You know, this is my team. This is my mm-hmm. coaching staff. And if, if you're telling me that I don't have control over my staff, then I don't want this job. Uh, you know, nobody should. If they want to be an NFL head coach, you should exactly. have reins over your staff. So, exactly. so I'm glad you gave that shout out because I've seen some Twitter, some people yeah. on Twitter saying that too. I'm like, that's not going to happen. For one, it should not. Two, it never just never would. Yeah, I don't care if you think that he's better as a defensive coordinator. If you want him to stay with the Broncos and keep this defense, the strong defense that we have, he's going to stay the head coach. Period. Dot. The end. Hundred percent. Hey, that's my line. Uh, <laughs> hundred, um, hundred ten percent. Okay, I'll just one up you there. 
<laughs> okay. I was, trying to, I was trying to get real real smart there with. I couldn't think fast enough. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I had to go on that nope. tangent. Nope, it seems we got to name a segment for these podcasts where it's like Kevin's soapbox or something like that. Ooh, I like, like that. Yep. You know, it seems I always have one every episode where I just go off on this tangent. I get very passionate about, and then Twi- I have to Twitter like Twitter tangents. Twitter tangents. I, I like, like we're always bringing up the <laughs> up Twitter that we see. <laughs> so, so, okay. We'll think about that and maybe work it into uh, two yeah, weeks. We'll see. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, back to the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a tale of two halves, and I want to get your take on it because, yeah, first half we were dominating. You know, we mm-hmm. were just uh, – they were not getting much going at all. You know, when they got to the, the red zone there, we were holding our ground pretty much. Um, and that's just who the Broncos defense is. And then we get out in there in the second half and that's, it just started making me scratch my head. I mean, we're lining up eight plus yards away from the receivers on the line of scrimmage. It's like, we're playing this continuous prevent defense, like starting halfway through the third quarter and they're just moving the ball down. The, they got a touchdown there in 28 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just getting these between 10 and 15 yard passes just over and over and over again. And I'm like, this is clearly not working. Like what, 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 what do you think we were doing? Like what, what was the reasoning behind that? I wish I knew. I even tweeted out. Um, Can somebody please guard Robbie Anderson? Because we were, it was like three or four plays in a row. We were giving him eight yards. He'd catch it, and then he'd get another ten to twelve yards before mm-hmm. it even hit. It's like, where, where's our guys? Are they just in the wrong position? Did we just decide we're gonna go conservative and play very soft? It was just all of a sudden they were getting wide open catches. Um, I think Bridgewater had like ten or eleven completions in a row at one point. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, we I, we weren't getting the pressure on him that we were, but then it was more just the coverage wasn't there. And if it wasn't Robbie Anderson, it was um, Curtis Samuel. Was getting yeah. open. It was just like, come on, guys! Like, now is not the time to relax. And, no. uh, and they, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what 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 was up with that. I don't know. And I don't know if it was, and it could have been some sort of you know, um, just being complacent because of the the lead we had and the mm-hmm. way our offense was doing. Uh, maybe that could have been a part of it. But when you're lining up almost ten yards off the receiver, uh, why? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay, you know, sense. get a little closer. Like, you don't have to be right up on the line with them, but you're giving them I, – I mean, all they need to do at that point is snap the ball and then, you know, throw a quick, you know, quick pass, and there's five-plus yards right there. You mm-hmm. know, because you're just so far away from the guy, you can't react that quickly if they decide to do those quick throws. So, uh, but, yeah, just watching the replays, it's like this guy runs his route and, you know – does a little cut in or something and there, there's no one within five yards of them. So it's not like they're getting beat or anything. They're just playing so soft coverage that they're just in. It took multiple drives and still it was like this, Hey, this isn't working. Like I'm, I'm not a head coach. You know, I'm just sitting here as a fan on the couch, screaming at the TV, but what's going on here, guys, you know? Yeah. I, I wish I knew more. Um, maybe that's something I need to go back and watch the game and see if I can pick up on anything. And have more insight next week. Hopefully, next week we don't have to worry about that. Hopefully, we're not in that position. We don't see this uh, replicate itself. But right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's very know. abnormal. Mm-hmm. It's not what the Broncos mm-hmm. defense does. No, that's no, it was weird. No, but um, four sacks again for the Broncos defense today. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah Tachu got in Bless for you. his third sack of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Demarcus Walker, another guy I've ripped on in the past. He continues to have a pretty solid year. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think who got the other sex today. I know they both got one each, but I cannot remember who got the other two. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, I thought everybody played pretty good on the. I, I can't. I can't point at somebody said I thought they had a ball a bad game on the defense side of the ball, which is good. Yeah, it's this is a, a complete for the most part. Like the the team played as a complete unit, mm-hmm. you know, on all three sides of the ball. So mm-hmm. that's. You know, the offense was moving the ball. They were being smart with the ball. No turnovers. Defense was going out there doing their job. We got, the you know, a huge help on special teams. I mean, you're talking even if you don't get a touchdown, if you get good field position from your punt and kick returns, you know, those are just uh, – that's, ex- that's exactly what you need. You don't need yep. amazing plays from your special teams and offense. You just need to be able to be smart and, and be consistent, you know. So this is – 
if this Broncos team, this Broncos team is not far from being able to do this every single week. Yes. Especially next year when you get all of these guys back healthy, like, yeah, there's still questions around drew lock and uh, yeah, it's great that he took five big steps forward today, but is he going to take four steps backwards next week? And then another three steps backwards the week after Mm -hmm. that, or is he going to continue this progress? Right. And so this is what we saw at the end of last season. Same thing. He went four and one in those last Mm -hmm. five games. He was just going out there at that point. He just, going out there and, and being himself, no, no real stress. Like, Hey, we're just going to go out there and play ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what it reminded me of today is he just went out there and said, you know, let, let's go just play a game. Uh, and it worked. And so if he can just kind of be in that mindset and every game, like I can't see how he would have, you know, games where he has two or three turnovers and I don't know. It just seems like he gets in his own head a little too much. And I know he Tried feels to do too pressure. much do mm-hmm. too much, puts too much pressure on himself. He knows what the fans are saying. You know, he knows that he's in a time where he has to make a, you know, give, give the team a reason here before too mm-hmm. long as to why they should keep him. So mm-hmm. dude, at this point, if I could say anything to Drew Locke, you know, I, him and I are friends, like, like best friends. Uh, I just don't get to talk to him very frequently because he's so understandable. Busy, but, you know, the next time, you know, I, I mm-hmm. get to talk to him. Uh, Next month, next month, next yeah, month, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hit or miss based off the schedule. Uh, <laughs> if I could say anything to the guy, just be like, just relax. Like, don't yep. go out there and just play ball every yep. single game, you know, just be yourself. And that's, those are the games where he does the best is when he's just himself. Yeah. yeah like today he looked like he was relaxed and it, it was the first time really since that, um, since in the year last year, mm-hmm. I mean, Around this time Nick, uh, last year, and that's what's interesting about playing the Bills next week because the Texans had a pretty good record. When we, we played them last year, we went in there and just smoked them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what the heck? Because we were not playing good. Our record mm-hmm. was not good at the time. But everybody was just relaxed and played. Hopefully that's the mindset Drew's taken. He admitted in the postgame the hardest thing for him is um, the hardest thing he's been struggling with is learning to be patient. Mm-hmm. And it looked like today he was patient. He was taking what the defense was giving him. He was checking down when his reads weren't there. He wasn't being overly aggressive. Really big step forward today. And like you said, hopefully we see it the next few weeks because that's the next step, consistency. Yeah. Consistency. So but for one, one, one Sunday at least, the Drew Lock haters didn't really have much to say today. Yeah. And, and I can completely understand, you know, um, having a problem with patience and just, just waiting. Right. The, you know, I don't lose my patience often, but there is, there is a time where I lose my own, when I lose patience, you know, there sure. are, there are a few times. And one of them is when I'm on hold with somebody for 30 minutes, waiting for them to answer. If I have like an insurance question, for example, I need something on my policy and I'm just waiting on hold. And finally somebody answers and they don't know me. I can't understand them most of the time because they're in India and they don't, I said, it's, it's very frustrating and I lose my patience very fast. So if you want to avoid that, you definitely need to check out and give Centennial State Insurance Agency a call. Uh, they are fantastic. It's a smaller insurance agency, but uh, I tell you what, their customer service is phenomenal. They actually care about you. You get to know them. Uh, they have the honesty and integrity of uh, just being upfront. And, and if they're not the best choice for you, they'll they'll tell you straight up. You know, based off what's going on, it might be better for your situation to go with one of these bigger companies for now. Uh, but but they'll sit down and spend time going over your insurance policies and and what everything means and give their recommendations. And it all it all stems from them spending the time to get to know you and what you need. And you're not you're not going to find that from some big organization. That, I don't know. I can't remember the other ones. I think it sounds like you know. Uh, blatant storms or something like that. I, I don't know, but uh, you definitely want to give these guys a call. Give them a chance. You will not regret it. Uh, their number is 303-838-0554. Uh, again, 303-838-0554. Check out Centennial State Insurance Agency uh, and you won't have a problem losing your patience when it comes to insurance. Once again, that was smooth. That's two weeks in a row. That, that I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I'll give you kudos. That was uh, that you know what was I awesome. strive for is if I can if I can start going into it without having one of you guys react, I know it's a good one because you don't see it coming. So no. 
That's, that's kind of how I can tell right off the bat if it's going to be a good one or not. That was. I also <laughs> learned right after you started. Like, oh, that was smooth. I did yeah. not get that because what he's saying, he has to tell me patient. I thought he was just going to – I thought yeah. he was going to do something like with work or something <laughs> in your personal life. And he tells him, like, ah, that was that was really good is. thinking. Thinking there two steps forward. But going back to football now, you're completely correct. And I, I think, you know, when it comes to patience – you're trying to make something happen. You want to get the ball moving, right? It, it just, and it's maybe just, it's not clicking the first couple drives and you just, you lose your patience. You're like, holy crap. Now we're down by 10 points or something. And you know, that is a very important skill set to have, especially as a quarterback, you have to keep the offense uh, leveled. You have to keep them all on the same page. If you start, you know, overreacting to things everybody else is you know like they're following you they're getting their energy and their direction from you as the quarterback and so yeah I, I think if Drew Lock can play with that patience and, and just be himself every game you're not you're not going to see those games with two or three turnovers and you know it, today was a perfect example of that does it aggravate you I know it does me to see the people on Twitter or on the other social media the members of Broncos country that literally want to see this guy fail uh, you don't want me to go down that path, man. And <laughs> I'll sum it up quick, so because oh I could go my. off a whole hour probably on it. But like, yeah. as Bronco fans, we should want the, him to be the guy. We don't want to go through this again. No, this God, no. I mean, it just—I laugh at the people who you can tell. And I got some. They're Denver media people. I don't know. I can't name them off the top of my head right now, but I could if I brought their Twitters. Um, that you can tell want him to fail, and they were silent today. But if he has a bad game next week, they'll pop up from under their bridge and, and they'll mm-hmm. be talking again because it's like they're happy when he's failing. They're like, ha, told you so, or, or whatever it is. It's like we should all be on the same team here, ready right. for him to secede because the quicker he can secede or the quicker we can find that franchise guy, the quicker we're going to be back to being the successful Denver Broncos that we all grew to love. It's It doesn't sound like a hard concept, does it? It doesn't sound like and it, but... I don't know if there's a, a point there, and I'm, I don't want to... I'm trying not to rag on, on fans, but... Yeah. And I think that you aren't either. Just it's... It's almost like, you know, they have to be right about something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're just, they're dying to go in the direction of whatever looks like it's the most likely, most likely outcome. And, you know, tank for Trevor, you know, what it's like one, no, the jets fully have on that. uh, They should have been last week. Exactly. So, I mean, why would you want your team to tank at all? You know, that just, it's, you're known as that team. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be that team that going Mm -hmm. to next season. Oh, they were the worst team in the league last Mm -hmm. year. And, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's another quarterback on the quarterback carousel. It, people are, you know, and, and people are talking on the live shows like, oh, I think we need to go get a veteran. I'm like, yeah, that worked really great with butt fumble Sanchez, Case Keenum, <laughs> uh, Flacco. Uh, Flacco. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this works really well. Well, mm-hmm. it worked with Manning. Okay, well, that was Peyton fucking Manning. That was Peyton, yeah. Well, like, sorry, you, like, you. as you can tell, thank I'm you. already getting yes. agitated. So, no, that's not going to work out. I'm like, that's just putting another Band-Aid over the, the yeah. issue. Now, could we do something like go out and uh, get Stafford or something as a backup? Yeah, you know. And then if you're going through next season, Andrew Locke turns out, hopefully not, but turn would turn out to be not the answer. Um, and it's like, hey, we have a chance to save this season, but we got to go with someone else. Okay, then that's a great time to have somebody like Stafford on your bench as the backup, right? Or if some, something happens, you don't have some no-name backup quarterback you've never heard of going out there to try and save the day. So, yeah, let's go get a veteran. That's fine, but let's not use him as a starter. You know, we, we need – our own quarterback and the Broncos other than uh, I mean, we didn't even draft John Elway, you know, like that was, that was the Colts and and Mm -hmm. we got lucky. So, you know, I don't even know if we've really drafted our own long-term quarterback. I mean, Jay Cutler looked like he was going to be up in the last three years, but no, Jay Cutler did great. It was just the team around him and the coaching staff and Uh stuff. He just had no support. So Uh I love, I love color, you know? (laughs) Uh So, but anyway, yeah, you're right. Historically, they have trouble drafting quarterbacks and or, or stick or being patient enough. And it's, it's the NFL's changing. I mean, you used to let guys get two to three years mm-hmm. now. Sometimes, I mean, look at, I, and, and the guy's obviously not very good or he would be a backup. He wouldn't be practical, but Josh Rosen top 10 mm-hmm. pick, he got like six or seven games mm-hmm. that probably was unfair for him, but 
is yeah. what it is. The league's just changing when it comes to quarterbacks. And I understand the quarterbacks are always the position in the spotlight, and there's always quarterback controversies or competitions that people want to talk about. But yeah. it just aggravates me when I see sometimes it's like, why why do we have to praise when a guy's struggling? You have to praise it. Hey, I told you so or whatever. It's like, let's just all be rooting for and cheering them on. So. Yeah. And so I, I – I have faith, you know, yep. th- this game, you know, after the Kansas city game or, you know, not, yeah, the, the prior games to that I'm sitting there, I'm like, can he still be our guy? Yeah. hundred percent. But I, I, I'm starting to get those question marks. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of becoming like his thing, like the, what he does every game and it's not, you know, we're not seeing much improvement and, you know, but after today it's like, okay, boom, here, here we go. Like, yeah. The, you know, the, the Panthers are not a terrible defense um, and we, he played phenomenal. And so this is like, okay, here's, you're not just seeing, I didn't just see a spark from him today. You saw an entire game where he was able to just be fantastic yep. throughout it. So this is where, okay, let's give him the full off season, the preseason, the training camp, get him Cortland Sutton back, get him all his players back on offense, get the defense fully healthy. I mean, you're talking about this Drew Locke could have uh, will have no excuses to not do well next nope. year, and if he doesn't do well, okay, well then we have our answer, you mm-hmm. know. But in, in no way, shape, or form should any of us want him to not do well because here we are trying to find somebody in the draft, or we get another butt fumble Sanchez to come in, and you know, or another Joe Flacco who's just going to stand there. Look, if there's a veteran quarterback who's available on the market, um, either being cut or something, it's probably because they're not that great of a quarterback. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah, again, yeah, well, yeah. Manning. I, that's that's a one-off situation it, that will never happen again. <laughs> if the if the Broncos were to get a veteran quarterback and improve their situation, they're going to have to trade for one. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that happening. So. Exactly, exactly. And you'd have to be a pretty phenomenal trade for mm-hmm. a team to give up uh, sure. even a half decent decent quarterback. So. Yeah, a lot of picks. Involved, you know, probably. You, we were talking about it before the show. Josh Allen. I mean, he was not great at all last year. Mm-hmm. You know kind of very reminiscent of what we're seeing from drew lock uh this year so am i going to saying that drew lock's going to have an incredible bounce back and be the next josh allen there uh, maybe maybe not but yeah, i know it's different positions but look what happened with garrett Bowles. we yep. were the the, org- the fans weren't but the organization was patient with them look what yeah. happened yeah so. exactly so anyone who you know yeah I was very not sold on Garrett Bowles. Me too. Um, I think we all were at that point. None of us were sitting here saying, yeah, can I want you to not do well, you know, because we've already made up no. our mind about you. No, it's like, dude, he's still on our roster for another year. I want him to turn mm-hmm. it around. And thankfully we did. But can you imagine if we cut him? Look at what some other team would have right now. Exactly. So yep. same with Drew Locke. Same with Drew Locke. Yep. Give him time. Yep. So, yeah, man, I, I try to honestly not look at – some of those things and That's probably good. I, I just follow too many people. I need to go through yeah. and clean out my list a little bit. I, I, I think I'm the same way. And I've seen some articles about, uh, yeah, I could go into it from other yeah, no, organizations. So, that so many, much of the media clickbait and stuff now, but yeah, well, there was a pretty bad article earlier this week talking about how John Elway is actually the worst and how people keep saying, well, he's, he's doing really good through the draft and he's changing the team through the draft. And it's really, he just basically was arguing that, Oh, those people are just puppets that are saying that. And you know, they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't want to say what organization they're from, uh, but probably uh, smart. Yeah. So, but either way, it's like, dude, you, what are you talking about? Like, look at the talent. Like, no, it hasn't clicked yet, but they're all like one or two years into their career. Yeah. Like, what, you, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> give mean, them time, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're gonna get better with experience. They gotta learn not to beat themselves, which they didn't today. That was great. The Broncos did not beat themselves today because that's been a theme over the last five years and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can't really control. I mean, exactly. that's what I'm hoping for next year. I mean, those yeah. three things. Don't learn to not beat yourself, finish games. The experience level, everybody should get a little better and stay healthy. And, yeah. and I know that's one we can't control, but it's just frustrating because year after year, it always seems to nab some of our key guys. And continuity. Continuity. Yep. So if you're calling for Shermer to get fired this year, sorry, you're not You're not thinking about the full picture either. You know. I would be shocked at this point if um, – they move in a different direction than unless he's absolutely awful the next three weeks. If they go in a different direction than Drew Locke and then 
going in that direction if Shermer's not back with them. And most most of the coaches, because I think they want to keep these guys around for another year. Yeah. Well, is Shermer going to be our offensive coordinator for the four, you know, for the next 10, 15 years? No. Uh, he just doesn't have uh, hit his style. He's up there in age too, I think. Or getting, up there, getting up there. We need, we're going to need somebody who's a little more dynamic, you sure. know, but our offense is not at that level yet. These guys are so young and so inexperienced. We need something tame like what we have right now, you know, mm-hmm. just to get these guys some foundation and continuity. Like once they've been, you know, together, pretty much hopefully all of them, uh, you know, three plus years, four years. Okay. Now we can talk about, well, do we want to bring somebody in who's a little more aggressive, a little more, uh, you know, um, just imaginative with you know how they draw up these plays and stuff, because now we have a, a team that has really good foundation. Um, and it's not like handing them a brand new playbook on year two, you know, like this, this is already drew Locke's second offensive coordinator in his two years. Like, you don't need a third. Exactly. <laughs> if you, if you want to see what we have in this guy, you've got to give them a full offseason together. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So that's another big part of what you're saying is just that continuity factor as well. Yep. So um I, I fully expect that this coaching staff minus the the special teams coordinator to to all come back. And um yeah, I, I again I just can't sit here and say that I can't believe that we're gonna be a terrible team next year. You know, I just can't. Minus no. injuries or any other unforeseeable factors. If we stay healthy. This is going to be a good team. It, we're seeing too many positive signs. Um, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I think I yep. said that every freaking week. I sound like a broken record, but uh, I just can't drive home the fact that we need to be patient just a little longer. It's been tough. It's tough to be patient. We already talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Again, it's hard. But um, Speaking of being patient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be worth it. If, if oh, just yes. on a few more weeks and then get to 2021 and um, really start to get this thing rolling. If anyone out there is listening, I just, I beg you to look past the record, look mm-hmm. past the win loss record. Look at some of these other stats, look at what these players are doing. Look at where these players have been. I mean, if you're calling for coach Fangio to get fired and you don't realize that we are legitimately the, the number two defense in the league, then I'm sorry. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, if you want to find, if you want to find what, what Tanner and I here are talking about, what we talk about on the other shows, when it comes to those positive signs, it's in the stats, you know, it's, it's those individual players. It's, it's where they've, where they've been, where they are now. And you're seeing that growth and that progression. You got to look past that five and eight record. Like that's, that's not great. It's you, a lot of people are like, Oh, we're five and eight. Then we absolutely suck. Well, yeah, we're having a really rough year and obviously we're five and you know, five and eight for a reason. But when you're talking about being excited for the next years to to come, you got to look past that, that win loss record. Yep. So I just beg you all to go do that. And one more thing, why we, uh, right before we close, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up that I heard in the pregame today, and I completely forgot till right now, uh, Benjamin Albright, who I respect, I think mm-hmm. he's one of the best out there. Usually what yep. he says is pretty accurate. Uh, he said the Broncos are already in um, negotiations with Shelby Harris. Good. To resign, and he said that both sides expect something to be done by January first. Nice. So That's I huge. was pleasantly surprised by that because I had not heard anything about him um, as of late. So that is huge and really exciting. So I mean, you get you get Shelby Harris locked down. You know, then you got what Tim Patrick to worry about. Uh, Justin I will, Simmons, Justin big one. Simmons. Heck, even I, I don't want uh, Philip Lindsay to be a restricted free agent. Like. Mm-hmm you need to pay the guy, you know, he's been so big for your team that look, that's a lot to get all get done in one year, but I think we need to do it. Those three names. Well, Tim and Phil, they could franchise tag um, if they have to. Now Simmons, they can't. Huge slap to the face to franchise tag Lindsay. I'm sorry. We've already, we've already slapped him in the face once. I don't want to go back and slap him in the face a second time. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Simmons is the one that's got me a little concerned because he's playing with the tag right now, so they can't tag him again. They got to have to get something done in the off season, and uh, hopefully, it gets done before free agency starts because uh, he's going to be worth a lot of money. And he's one. If they let him walk, that's a big front office error. Yeah, well, that's kind of like what we did with uh, Garrett Bowles. Sign him now because we know when he's yeah. out there, he's going to be the money he's going to be offered is yeah. I it's think they got them cheaper now than they would have a few weeks from now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so the same thing with, uh, you know, with all those guys, but Simmons, mm-hmm. especially like you got to find a way to lock them up here real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I was excited to hear that about Shelby because I actually was he was the one I was already kind of thinking, even though I want him back, I was thinking he's gonna be the one to leave. But I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay for a decent price too. Yep. But hope so. Anyway. Well, I think that's all uh that's basically all the big things. Bottom line, Broncos win. Holy crap, phenomenal. Uh there's still a chance of us going eight and eight, you know. And that'd be a heck of a finish. You know, a heck of a finish. So Two divisional games still. Um, yep. Next week will be a challenge. Next week is definitely the biggest challenge remaining. But yep. uh, it's at home Saturday national game on NFL Network, so which mm-hmm. is exciting. Color rush jerseys, I believe, or is it next I Saturday? I don't think so. I didn't think that I saw that on their jersey uh, schedule. Could be wrong. Is that or blue. It's not the orange. I know. Okay. Um, yeah. So either way, yeah, um, I think it's definitely either blue or color rush. I remember seeing something. I'm like. Why the Bills? But they probably knew it was a Saturday game. So on national TV. Um, I'm going to fact check you here really fast. Okay. Yeah, please do. Um, oh, nope. You're right. There it is. Color, color Rush. rush. Yep. Cool. Boom. Boom. Love to Color Rush. Sure do. So, um, <laughs> cool. Yep. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be exciting to see. And, uh, you know, we, we can play spoiler to some teams in a few weeks. Um, I mean, the Raiders kind of spoiled probably themselves today, which is, was great <laughs> to see. But if not, we can play spoiler to them week 17. The Chargers, they're already out of the playoffs, but it'd be nice to sweep them yet again and yeah. remind them that they are the doorstep of the division. Yeah. And um, and the Bills, give them a loss going into the playoffs would be great too. So, I mean, I mean look, we, we almost got Kansas City. Yep. Like we're not discounted from – if any team walks in saying, oh, we're just playing the Broncos, yeah. eh, that's not really the mindset you need to have with this team. Like we're not just a trap team. Like we're a decent team. Absolutely, um, that could that could beat you any day of the week. I mean, we barely lost Kansas City. And we beat Miami, who would be in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, we were throwing out the New Orleans game because we. Well, that's we're not going to talk about that. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we already did. I don't want to go there again. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not revisiting tonight. Memories. So, <laughs> um, yep, just keep moving forward. Stop beating ourselves. Today was a great start to that, and uh, today was fun, and it's been a fun episode recapping it. So, looking forward to next week. Always, always, few more left in the season, man. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks, Tanner, and thanks, everyone, for listening. But uh, as always, we're going to sign off with very good. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.